Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Arizona Good Business Radio, featuring leaders in the Arizona business community, working to build a lasting impact throughout our state through doing good business. I'm your host, Thomas Barr, Vice President of Business Development at Local First Arizona. We are a statewide organization advocating for and celebrating locally owned businesses, and we're the largest local business coalition in North America, providing resources to thousands of small businesses while raising awareness of the benefits of building a strong local economy. I'm so excited to have today Q, the founder, and Brianna, the CEO of Conceptually Social. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Well, I think we're in a very special place to have both the founder and the CEO of one of our favorite companies, growing companies in Arizona right now. Q, maybe starting with you being the founder, tell us a little bit about what Conceptually Social is and how you guys got started. Well, thank you. I will say I'll speak for Troy Watkins, our, our business partner, and and he helped found the company uh, with with me about 10 years ago now, which is just crazy to think. We were both really approaching midlife and and wanted to do something as both of us being in hospitality and restaurant business for over 25, 30 years each, mm. we wanted to do something that was a little bit more legacy for the for us and our families and and to take our careers to the next level and push ourselves beyond what we were accustomed to doing day to day. We, at that point, had identified that we wanted to start something local, a restaurant. We were looking for that right community and area, and we happened to run into some key people from downtown Phoenix and learned of what was coming on Roosevelt Row, and this was 2013. I remember. And yeah. <laughs> we're introduced to you yeah. very shortly after in Kimber, and it couldn't have been the best opportunity for us as a young company from a standpoint of really trying to uh, take what we learned from some tremendous experience we both had and some great operators and take that and translate it into something that was uniquely us mm-hmm. and in a community that we weren't ready for from the context to that was so passionate about supporting local business. Some of the other suburbs here in the greater Phoenix area never really showed us that mm. true connection and downtown Phoenix in general and after meeting and really understanding local first, but then seeing it within the community. We started what was a local restaurant company and through uh, some opportunities, we we stumbled into catering, which it was my background as well. And it was through an opportunity that kind of popped up in the Mon Orchid Gallery, which was where our first restaurants were located on Roosevelt Row. Mm-hmm. Thus, a catering company came to play. But just the, the, the timing of things and the kismet opportunities that we were finding ourselves in in downtown was really what led to our company growth, whether that's some Uber individuals coming into one of our coffee shops and asking if we cater. Hmm. to meeting some incredible and influential people downtown that have allowed us to even grow as a company. So it it started there. Now we're growing to some new and fantastic relationships um, that we're excited about that I know Brianna will talk about. But uh, at the core of it, we like to say we're a local company that thinks a lot wider in the scope of what we want to be a part of. Wonderful. Great way to capture it. I love that. Thank Thank you. you. Brianna, we recently met and... I was so intrigued to hear Q, as he explained it at the time, saying he needed to bring somebody on board that had the strengths that maybe he didn't possess in a CEO, right? And I think that's so important as you're developing a company, developing a culture, doing business in the community, 
leveraging your own strengths, then also recognizing when you need more help. And so I'm really interested to hear from you, your perspective on coming into something, which how long has it been now? Almost two years. Two years. So two years into it. What has it been like coming into a company that was eight years old at the time and now helping taking it to new heights? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a a lot I can go with there, but I'll, you know, I'll say coming from corporate America and then, you know, I've had a lot of respect for both Troy and Q for years. I've known them for over 20 years, Um, grew up in the restaurant business with them, Mm. started um, with them back when I was 18, 19 years old um, in restaurants and then moved on to the corporate side and, and worked for national global restaurant chains. So learning a lot of that, the culture and just the systems and processes from a corporate standpoint, I think is a lot of what they were attracted to in my resume. But, you know, I've been nothing but excited to kind of do my own thing and learn from them. And I think the biggest impact for me over the last two years that has really made me excited for this move and want, you know, want to continue with this with growth with them is that, I mean, the reputation around the valley that they have. I was excited to get back into the Phoenix community, lived here for 30 years, but I've been on airplanes for, you know, 10 of them (laughs) to come back to my home and really dive into that, into this um, this opportunity was was great, but I I highly respect that when I first came on board during the pandemic, they're growing and they're growing really because of word of mouth, not not a robust marketing team, not a robust sales team. It's really just the reputation they have in the valley and the referrals that they've been getting. So that that's what attracted me to me most um, and gets me more excited about our growth. Very cool. Yeah, and I feel like every corner I turn these days, your name is popping up, <laughs> whether it's in an email or I'm in a board meeting for uh, Tempe Tourism and, and Conceptually Social gets brought up for a new concept you guys are doing. Tell us about what's happening right now. Um, I know you're going to be the new uh, cafe space at the Phoenix Art Museum, which is so, so exciting. Beyond that, what are some of the other things that are opening that you guys are doing soon? Um, I can start and I'm sure Q will, will pick up where I um, have left off, but you know, we are very excited about the Phoenix Art Museum. Um, again, that that and really all of the things that are coming up and through through for us are all based on that kismet relationship. And I remember Q telling me about that when we first met, like everything happens for a reason and we, we know people and when something bad happens, something good's going to happen after it. And it's been amazing to watch. I get chills actually saying that. It's <laughs> been amazing to watch because it's true. But Phoenix Art Museum, we're s- super excited about. Um, and then we're also opening up a cafe breakfast lunch spot in Hayden Ferry mm. um, just to support the businesses around there. Um, so we're super excited about that as well and then have become preferred vendors for different different venues around the valley that we really haven't been doing much over the last couple of years, the Herd Museum, Phoenix Zoo, quite a few others that I might be leaving off, but um, just excited for those new opportunities. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Q, having founded the company and now seeing all the growth and, and all the great things you're doing, talk to us a little bit about um, that vision that you created in the beginning and how you've helped maintain that. Um, what what really sets conceptually social apart and and why do people want to do business with you? Oh, great question. It started and it was always going to be about us being a big part of community. And I know a lot of companies say that and they mean that and with well and good intentions. We've leaned into it through some great relationships that we have, whether they're civic relationships or or local business or or even influencer. But we're excited to continue growing within the greater Phoenix area. 
really doing interesting concepts. We, we really want to be purposeful in, in what we create as a brand experience and in the food and, and, in, our, and in, in just all context to our service. I think where we've found a nice niche for, as a company, our restaurants speak to our catering company, our catering com- company speaks to our restaurants, whether it's Kaizen Sushi and how we incorporate now sushi into a lot of our offerings, whether it's corporate lunch to galas at the Phoenix Art Museum, to even our restaurant spaces are more focused on in how it connects to our catering company to agree, but also how it is a big part of the community. And she mentioned the Phoenix Art Museum. I couldn't be, have been more surprised and honored and probably one of the best things that, at starting this company that we've achieved in having that recognition in such a big part of the community and big part of the city that is the Phoenix Art Museum. And to have that chance and opportunity to build not only a restaurant that is to take it to the next level for that, um, that venue, if you will, but it, it takes us to a whole new level of, of exposure yeah. as a company and the relationships we're doing with Tempe. It, it just lends itself to connecting. We're purposeful in our projects and how it lends itself to the community in the area. And we, we want to be a big part of it. We don't want to cannibalize any other business. We want to just create an experience. And I think we're achieving that. And, and the last two opportunities, whether it be in Hayden Ferry, Lakeside, or within with the Phoenix Art Museum, we're really based on our genius and bringing Brianna onto the company, I would say is, is the side effect to it. Cause those opportunities came by a lot of what she put in place Got it. and, and how we reacted, I believe is how we were awarded those projects. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I, I kind of want to hear from both of you as well, just from the business perspective of operating in today's economy. Um, I don't think any industry is is left out of the conversation regarding operating on really thin margins, yeah. challenges with hiring and retaining talents and, and people and, and investing in those people and staying competitive with keeping them while staying true to what you want to be doing as a business, right? And so I'm interested to kind of hear your perspective on how you're dealing with all of that right now because the conversations that I have a lot with a lot of consumers is we need to kind of change a little bit our expectations of the experience when it comes to dining, right? It's, it's just very different now. So how are you as a business approaching that, especially being in the hospitality space? Big question. <laughs> it is. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind, and it might sound kind of cheesy, but it's actually super easy. And coming from corporate America, it's the exact opposite of what I was, what I learned in corporate America. And I remember at the end of my time there, I was like, there's got to be a different way to do this. There's got to be a different way to do this. There is, and um, we're doing it. And that's just authenticity and vulnerability and relationships, whether that's your customers, whether that's your employees. Um, You know, we're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days, good weeks, bad weeks. And, you know, we have been through things with our staff and our guests where, We've had to be vulnerable. We've had to be authentic. And I think when they see that and they, you know, they they resonate and that's how you keep people. And it, it's hard because you're like, oh, my gosh, we have to say this. And what if they walk away or what What if, what if. But the the couple of times we've done it, it it's been rewarding. Hmm. So I think that is one of the, the big things that I've taken from this, that it's different from corporate America. And if you just, if you make yourself vulnerable and you have compassion and you're authentic, I think it, it, just, it goes more 
in today's society. Wonderful. You know, I could speak to, and I, and I fully appreciate and agree with everything she just mentioned. We had learned through going through the pandemic and going through a lot of the struggles that every restaurant operator or catering company was experiencing with how overhead and how costs were changing. And I will say that through this came our realization that we're very strategic and we've been blessed to have some incredible relationships with our landlords and with the individuals that manage the properties that we're asked to be a part of and through very transparent dialogue and understanding whether it's building a small cafe inside a large corporate plaza like Hayden Ferry, we know our lane. We understand what they're asking us to be, and that's an amenity that allows them to fill buildings and to fill office space with tenants. Mm -hmm. And then with that, what we've stumbled into is that if they're looking for great operators, it's going to come with a different scenario in how the ROI is, is seen from a hospitality company to that developer or to that landlord. We are giving every reason for the tenants in their building to stay in their building because they're treated exceptionally well like they would be at a hotel or a resort right. with service. And with that model comes uh, the responsibility that they need to understand that we, are li we live on thin margins mm -hmm. and we need flexibility in our, our lease structure. Mm -hmm. and, and I will say without getting into a lot of details, the, the, the landlords and the partners that we're finding understand that for us mm -hmm. and have created a runway that is, I would have never thought mm -hmm. that we don't have the same overhead fixed costs that we normally have. Yeah. And that's utilities, if that's a rent. And when you remove those burdens and those challenges, it allows us to continue to reinvest in great people and in great food. Yeah. Because our margins don't have to be so razor thin. That's and so great to so hear. it's helping and you know, in all transparency, the Phoenix Art Museum, same relationship. Mm -hmm. They understand there's some challenges as a as a hospitality operator in there. And they wanted to remove a lot of those obstacles that can allow us just to deliver great food and take care of people. That's so great to hear. So it becomes it, a great partnership. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, I feel like it's just about finding the right fit, right? Yep. I was um, just having a conversation with a property owner downtown who just purchased a pretty well-known um, space uh, in downtown and came to Local First and said, hey, uh, we'd love to talk to you about our vision for transforming kind of the perspective of what people have of this space. And the first thing they said is, you know, we're completely revamping the model of what it means to sign a lease in this plaza. And, you know, it's not going to be a commitment for years anymore. We'll do month to month. We'll mm -hmm. do six months. We'll be flexible. And I think it's really promising to hear that it's happening in other spaces too, because rubber's going to hit the road. And, and if, if there's no flexibility from the landlord's perspective, then a lot of small businesses aren't going to have the opportunity to continue to grow. Yeah. So it's a hundred percent what we've seen. I think it was our biggest obstacle pre pandemic. And if there was anything, there's been some positives coming through that challenging year and a half, two years that we yeah. all went through and that still go through. It's been this, I think it's a refocus and an understanding what it's going to take to, to again, continue to develop and grow and fill these gorgeous buildings that are, whether in Tempe or they're downtown Phoenix or in Scottsdale, uh, it's going to take um, some ingenuity on how the relationships cool. maximized. Yeah. Love it. We've talked a lot of business. I want to talk a little bit about food. Better. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's water some mouths on the other end of this. 
what can people expect to taste, experience from what you guys offer? Tell us a little bit about that. And maybe even your approach at all to sourcing from uh, any of our local farms or yeah. food producers in Arizona. would love to hear about that. Cute. I'm sure I can speak a little bit more to the Kaizen side, but I'll just, I'll mention some of the stuff on the catering side. We do always like to source from local as much as we can. Um, and we do broadcast that uh, to our clients on our social media and as well as all of our print materials. One of the things that I think makes us stand out as a catering company, though, is we, we're we very customizable. Um, we don't really have menus out there. We have lots of pictures, but our menus we want to curate to our guests and to the experience, to the events, um, to the theme. Um, and our chefs really love to do that. Um, it, takes, it takes a lot of time and a lot of creativity, but um, it does it does kind of set us apart in that regard, that we spend a lot of time on that, and we try to curate exactly what the event needs for their specific um, outcome. Cool. Sourcing from locals has always been a priority for us, whether it's we're talking using a, a local bread maker to some, because there's some f- fantastic companies out here to produce to even our distributor being intentful on why we'd want to use Shamrock mm. uh, potentially over the other big box uh, distributors here in the in the city. It's, again, giving back to the local community aspect from this food side. And I think that where that's what brought us into this. We love food. We love drink. We love the sense of getting around a table and and really celebrating or, or just having conversation around food and drink. And that's at the end of the day why we do this, clearly. But from Kaizen in particular, even from that in a sushi, we want to do interesting. We we certainly wanted to take something and be as authentic as we could be. We wanted to add a little twist to what we do. We added that Latin infusion into our food that we could also celebrate some fantastic chefs that could bring their culture and and combine it with some traditional Japanese experience in the sushi. And I think we're achieving that. And again, really focusing and building those menus around, in this case, local produce. We don't have local seafood here, but mm-hmm. some great operators that could bring some stuff in. Outside of the Kaizen opportunity, I think we, we failed to bring it up. We partnered in a joint venture with Agritopia and Gilbert. And not only in helping them, and we now are responsible to manage their venue, of events uh, for for the nonprofit and for the Johnson family. Cool. But now also building menu experience through partnership with their farm. And this will be our first season really going into intent, intentionally creating menus with what produce is coming off their farm mm-hmm. and really bringing that farm to table. And it's used often, but in this case was a big reason why we wanted this relationship and extend that experience through corporate and social events on a gorgeous farm yeah. in the middle of Gilbert. But it allows us to be more playful with food, to to really be intentionally focused on bringing and supporting other local companies in our experiences, which is, is just as much of a priority as it is for ourselves and and, and hiring great people with us. Yeah. Uh, our vendor partners mean the world to us, and they're a big part of the responsibility we have on our day-to-day business. So that does touch our food, and it, it does touch our menus. and. It's intentionally why we go after certain chefs, that they they have that passion as well. Very cool. Well, I'd love to hear um, you're working with Agatopia, too. They've been longtime partners of Local First as well. We were just out there not too long ago. We're making a new Small Wonders map of local businesses in Gilbert. And I hadn't been out there for a few years, to be very honest. And I was shocked that 
they were so intentional about the businesses that they worked in to the bottom floor of the new development right across the street. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you've got Bunky Boutique, Why I Love Where I Live, Spinatos, like it just goes yeah. Pechanto Coffee. Every, even from the bar side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like on and on and on. It was like they did not miss a beat yeah. <laughs> when putting that together. And that was, it was pretty incredible to mm-hmm. see. I kind of got chills walking just down the line of, of businesses there. It was pretty cool. And, and that's where we resonate, we connect with. And we love seeing operators and, and property owners and, and big uh, that family in particular being very integral in the key the growth of Gilbert. But even from now that what we're seeing in Tempe or in any other area, very intentional desire to have local food mm-hmm. and local drink. And you know, I've been doing this a long time, and it and it that's been more of a, a commonality now than it's ever been. I've not, I haven't seen it like that over the decades. Mm. So it, it's fantastic to see, not just for us, but there's so much great food out here, locally made and lo- in small company, that it's exciting that we're giving the, uh, a better lane of of ramping into growth. Cool. Yeah. So kind of bridging from that, one more question for you, Brianna. What do you like about doing business in Arizona in particular? You mentioned past life, traveling around a lot, bringing it back home, which is actually a story I hear a lot lately. Mm-hmm. People getting sick of the corporate life mm-hmm. and then they bring it super hyper local into their next move, which congratulations on, <laughs> on coming full circle. Mm-hmm. But what do you like about maybe not even just personally doing business in Arizona, but doing business here as a company? You know, there's a lot. I think the first thing that comes to mind are are the relationships, being able to, you know, whether you go to the grocery store, you go to church, or you go, you know, walking your dog to, you know, to going to work and going to a coffee shop. I mean, like, there's just so many connections. Um, and I know not just in the restaurant business, but we say, we joke that the restaurant business is actually a pretty small community nationwide, mm-hmm. um, but especially locally. I feel welcome and I feel a very big sense of community in Arizona, um, specifically in Phoenix and Tempe. It feels like everybody's out doing business and doing it the right way and trying to support each other. Um, I remember my first couple weeks with the company with Q and Troy and, you know, Q's introducing me to all the who's who in downtown Phoenix and they're just meeting me for lunch. And my, I kept thinking, well, what do they want from me? Like they've got to want something <laughs> from me. And they genuinely didn't. They just wanted to help me. And mm. and almost everybody, in fact, probably everybody at the end of the meal or the drink or the lunch that we were doing just would say, how can I help you? And I was blown away with the authenticity of they genuinely want to help other local businesses. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I tell people all the time and sometimes I'll get introduced to people who have just moved here and they're like, oh, you got to know local first and I'll have a conversation. And the thing that I typically share is what sets, what I've seen, because I'm born and raised here, I've seen what sets Phoenix and Arizona apart just as a larger community is that you can pretty much tap in to the community very quickly and there's not a lot of like rings to kiss and Mm -hmm. hoops to jump through in order to get things done and work with people Mm -hmm. like it's not very common that you could live in a greater metropolitan area and be like two people away from each mayor like pretty quickly Mm -hmm. you know 100 (laughs) percent. i i I jump into that with saying i think that that's uniquely whether it's arizona or phoenix in particular we're a very large city but same token we're that red tape and that connection to our civic leaders and and every aspect of our community through local first in many many ways 
the city is is so at the early stages of what it's going to become and just its contribution to the country. But again, I grew up in Chicago. The, it's a it's a very big city. We would be a very small fish in a big pond, mm-hmm. and it's like that. And you know, you could name off the cities. And yeah. Phoenix is large, but the community is still thriving to really prove itself and say yes, we could be hanging in a culinary conversation with the Los Angeles and the New Yorks and the yeah. Chicagos, and even to the the, the city itself. I, I think we take immense pride, and it was certainly a big reason when we connected with Brianna. But the sheer fact that there are so many women in leadership positions within the state and in the cities that speak spoke to us and it continues till, you know, as a business person in the in the city and as a minority and woman owned company is is a critical importance to us. And I think it resonates and connects to this new Phoenix and this new Arizona. It wasn't like that, you know, 20, 25 years ago and more. So excited to be a part of that new growth in and a newer identity, I guess, for the Phoenix area and for Arizona in particular. Amazing. Love it. Well, on a final note, what can people expect from you coming up next? Any cool things we haven't talked about yet or things you guys are working on um, in the next few years that we should be expecting? She's holding me to the I can't release something that I probably want to. (laughs) We're looking and we're excited. Obviously, the Phoenix Art Museum, I'd love to share the name right now, but we're keeping that under kind of on the so DL for stay, stay tuned for the stay name tuned release. for that that'll yeah. be opening next year cool very excited for that restaurant what's going to do to the community obviously what we're doing in Tempe with silo and, and really being able to to get to know the Tempe cool. city in itself but growing our Kaizen brand hmm. we're, we'd like to find that next location for 2025 and be outside of the downtown area really cool. explore other areas and then some great relationships in in different lanes that we haven't been in with some pretty outstanding companies and schools that we'll be excited to announce in the next month or two. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, we're just continuing to try to take care of people. So TBD. TBD. But don't lose sight. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a lot soon. No, hopefully so. Love it. Well, thank you both so much for being here today and all you do. I'm just so grateful for the partnership and the opportunity to work together. And if you're listening and you have not Reach out to Conceptually Social yet to cater your next event. You will not regret it. We've done it at Local First. Um, great customer service, great food, great people. Again, just thank you both for being here today and all you do. Well, thank you so much. We hope you listening today were inspired listening to a couple of leaders working to leave a legacy here in Arizona through doing good business. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Business Radio X, for hosting us and all of our legacy partners at Local First Arizona, including Conceptually Social. This is Thomas Barr from Local First AZ reminding you that if we want to build a better Arizona, we need to connect deeply with the local businesses that make us proud to call this place our home.